Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. No, I've been away for uh, about a week or two, but you know, actually, I've been pretty busy during the quarantine. I'm still working, still have schoolwork to do, so uh, getting episodes out has been a little tricky. That combined with the fact that outside of Magic Arena and Magic Online, there's no real way to play the game at the moment. Uh, the way that I usually would talk about on this podcast, and also finding product takes a while to get, even if I buy it online. So I'm actually, uh, I think after this episode, not going to be opening anything for a little while, because I don't really have stuff to open. And uh, we'll instead be discussing other things on this podcast. Like Ikoria, which you know came out. That no, I didn't cover the spoilers for that. That we'll discuss the set plenty, though. I assure you, I have to discuss the end of Theros. Still have to do uh, EDH retrospectives on um, what was it? Throne of Eldrin, and then Theros too. Yep, those were planned, but all this got in the way, so. It will take a little while for that to get out, but it will happen, I assure you. Love doing those episodes and having my guests over. So, this episode also kind of marks the end of a little experiment that I've been doing for the past couple episodes, which, uh, based off a post I saw on the Magic Forum, was, you know, opening up booster packs and then comparing the value uh, opened in them to the value opened from... Uh, scratch-off tickets of similar price that I paid for the booster packs. So I've done this two times already, and uh, so far the booster packs have uh, by far beaten everything. It hasn't even been close. I've won about five bucks off of six scratch-off tickets, so five buck return on $20 investment. Not so good. Versus opening up Roughly, on air, $60 in total value, not profit, from the booster packs. Most of that being the euro that I opened up on the first episode of this experiment. Now, I did say we're going to try this one more time, but I have switched things up just a little bit. I'm still going to open up the boosters, just like usual, but I actually pre-scratched off the uh, scratch-offs because I did realize that it was taking a lot of time. didn't really seem like it made much sense to do that. So I have actually already got the results from them, and I will cover those after I open up these packs. So anyway, that's just a little... Uh, Thoughts on the experiment. I'll cover those once I go over everything, including the tickets, uh, stuff that you all should look forward to for the future. Okay, now that I've got kind of that news out of the way, let's get to what you're all here for and see some packs being opened. These being my last three uh, Theros packs at the moment, like I said, don't expect a lot more openings for a while unless something happens that I can get more product. But that's not... You know, really, the uh, 
the main reason I do this podcast. It's nice to be able to open stuff up on video, but really it is about discussing the game, usually uh, draft, EDH as well. So I don't want it to become too much of a focus and take away from the other stuff as well. So maybe it's not a bad thing. We'll see. This is also on video as usual. So if you're audio only and ever want to check out the video, you can find all of them posted at the Facebook page for this podcast. Okay, here we go. First of the final three. We have Unknown Shores. And if you notice, uh, I don't know how good the camera is picking this up. The cards feel darker and they have this really weird smell to them. I don't know what it is. It's odd. I had actually opened up a couple packs just for the hell of it uh, the other week. And I did pull, uh, what was it, the Red Green God for this set. I actually can't remember her name, sadly. Oh, Clothus. I did pull a Clothus out of it, but I won't count that because I didn't pull it as part of the experiment. And uh, it was darker. Cards don't feel fake, but they, they look darker with the print, and they definitely, if you ever smell them, definitely give off this strong odor. Like, lingers on your fingers, too. I don't know. Uh, anyway, there was a Grim Physician, a Transcend Envoy, Bronze Sword, Plummet, okay, Sleep of Dead, Omen of the Forge, Relentless Pursuit, Triton Wave Rider. Ah, so, cool. Yeah, we're going to get a foil, it looks like, which is always welcome, because the tenth card is an uncommon, which is Heroes of the Rebel. Okay. And we have Nestian Wanderer, favorite of Aroas. Let's see what the rare is, or mythic, if we're lucky. Ooh, it's a Temple of Abandon, and look at, look at how dark that is. Something's up with that. Oh well, I wonder. I wonder what the foil would look like with how dark these are. Let's see. And a foil aspect of lamprey. Well, it does have a foil, but it's it's very hard to to tell. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Cut. Clear off. Chef. We will get to pack number two. Since I've already opened up two mythics from the spat pack, not holding out high hope that I'll get a third, but you know, that would be a nice score to shoot for. I would not say no to a second euro. Okay, we have Lampad of Death's Vigil, Scavenging Harpy, Nyxborn Cursor, Thaumaturge's Familiar, Deadfall Apathy, Stern Mantle, Scope's Leader, Skola Grave Dancer. It was hard to tell. The, the ink is so weird. We have Blomach Cyclops. Oh, we're going to get another foil. You have Freak of Spawn. Nice. 
Entrancing Liar, Acolyte of Affliction, okay. Heat to Extinction, very cool. It's actually kind of cool how like blacked out this card is, kind of like makes it look cooler. And the foil is, what? What the hell? A foil eat to extinction right behind the non-foil eat to extinction. Oh, wow. Whoa. You know, it's not a valuable foil, but I gotta say, that is pretty cool getting the rare and then the same pack getting the foil of that rare. Nice. That's, that is pretty cool. Very happy about that. That's, that is interesting. I've actually had it happen um, maybe only one, two other times. That I can remember. Alright. Final pack. Let's see, can we get something even cooler than that? We have Discordant Piper, Indomitable Will, Temple Thief, Fruit of Tezzerus, Harax Tower Scout, Tide Turtle, Underworld Ragehand, Nylea's Huntmaster, Incendiary Oracle, No 3 for 3 Unfoils, we have Daybreak Chimera, Sweet Oblivion, another Entrancing Liar, that's pretty cool though, Favorite of Eroes, and the final card. Whoa! Oh! That's a nice one to get for the end though! That is a showcase, Hellion Sun Crowned. Oh, that is awesome. And look at how dark that card is. Wow, if you're on audio, definitely check this out. Like how they don't feel fake, they're just some of the ink. I don't know. Must have been a different print shop or something. That is awesome. That definitely, uh, that's value too. Like a bunch of other cards, because Heliod just by itself is fourteen bucks. Let's see what Trumble please the showcase goes for. Yeah, that might actually be a little bit less too, on account of uh, the showcase being more common in collector boosters. Let's look this up. Hellion Suncrown Showcase is 11 bucks. It is actually less expensive than the non-foil, nonly enough. But that is super cool. Um, we're going to check one thing. One last thing on those prices before we move on to... The scratch-offs. Even foily to extinction is worth nothing. Okay. So, in total, out of the booster packs that I've opened up for this experiment, all nine boosters, uh, for the cards that actually are not bulk, I have gotten $71 worth of value out of them. Crazy. The Heliod and the Euro... Definitely did a lot there. But it's not over yet. 
You have scratch off tickets. Now, so far I've opened up, scratched off six of them. Only one has gotten anything. It's one ticket so far. It's had five dollars on it. All the rest, zero. Nada. That's the downside with these. Like boosters, even bulk cards, you can still play with them. You can build up a collection of bulk and sell it. They're not useless. Now, I'm not going to say that these scratch-offs, which didn't win me anything, are useless. Because they are going to help support my side business for this podcast of selling pre-scratched scratch-off tickets. At a discount, you know, I paid three bucks for these things. I'm not going to sell them at three, okay? And be a loser move. For two bucks, you can get one of my pre-scratched scratch-offs. Yeah, just comment on the Facebook video for this if you want to get in on that action. Saving a whole dollar on these and time not having to scratch them off. So, you know, if you're looking to uh, kill some time during this quarantine, I've got you. Also, it's a great way to get funding for this podcast, you know, because I do a Patreon or any of the other stuff. So, pre-scratch tickets, you know, if you want them, come check it out. Just uh, hit us up on our Facebook page and we will sell you those. So... Two out of my three tickets got nothing. Stone Cold losing tickets. I actually started to recognize a pattern between tickets after a while. Many of them would always give you about four spots on a board that could give you a win and always be coincidentally missing the one number that it needed. But it's not over yet because... One of these final tickets did win something. On the back of them, they state the odds to be about, let's see, 3.8. Every one in 3.8 tickets should be a winner. It's not a guarantee, though. I have opened up nine tickets, only two of one. So I've actually beaten the odds uh, in a bad way. Of winning tickets. And it wasn't a $3 win. So these tickets you can win 3, 5, uh, 15, 30 for like the simple lines, all the way up to 30,000. You know, if you're stupid lucky. This ticket, which was the last hope of getting anywhere close to matching the value I have pulled from booster packs. Won five bucks again. So, after $30 and nine scratch-off tickets, two of them were $5 winners. So I've made 10 bucks back off of them. Not counting, of course, whatever I make off selling my pre-scratch tickets. That's it. Wasn't even close. And that is why I'm cutting the experiment short. Partly because it's difficult to get new product, you know? Uh, that's a big thing. Theros is taking even a huge hit right now as well. And still, even with the decrease in prices, my cards have 
easily dwarf what I've gotten off these tickets. So really a factor of even with doing this experiment for three different occasions, the packs have grossly overperformed. Even the week where I only got a $4 card, the Polychronos, during the second experiment, uh, I won nothing off those tickets, so there were zero by default. That's part of the thing. You might win more off of these. You might have better stated odds to either match your money back that you won from a ticket versus uh, a pack. At the end of the day, if you bust, you're completely out. Whereas with packs, still might get something. Yeah, you can still play it. Cards can change in prices for the better as well. And I think with doing this as many times as I have, I expect the results to be about the same. So that's why, after three attempts, that's going to be it for this round of experiments. I don't see the need to go on doing it any longer, because I'm pretty sure I know it's not really going to change. Of course, I'll still be opening up product on this podcast. That product will be Magic the Gathering product, not Maryland Lottery Scratch-Offs. Oh well. So... Anyways, thank you all for actually checking out each of these three videos that I've done on this. I do hope you found it interesting, even if there were some lulls in it, like when we were scratching off the tickets. And if you do want to see us do more crazy experiments with magic and opening stuff or whatever, again, comment on our videos, send a message, drop a line, we'll happily respond to any of them. Uh, and I will gladly take any of those suggestions. So, coming up soon, I predict my next episode is either going to be, depending on how I get things released, starting the talk of Ikoria, the newest set on Magic Arena, Magic Online, and in some countries it's in paper already, or it will be my final kind of sunset show for Theros, outside of the EDH episode. And then after that, it will be jumping into Ikoria and going hard into that set because I felt like I uh, didn't really do as much of the nitty-gritty as I wanted to do with Theros as I have with previous sets. So, yes, look out for those episodes, possibly another one this week. I'm hoping to get that out. And until next time, once again, thank you all for listening. Stay safe during your quarantines. Uh, you know, I want you all to live especially so you can listen to more episodes. All right, so until next time, see you soon.